0: Hi there, friend. Welcome to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace podcast, episode 50. So excited to be recording the 50th episode. Feels all kinds of crazy. You know, like, I can't believe it's only been a year. And wow, I'm so thankful that I've been doing this almost a year. So grateful for God's faithfulness and having ideas to record and people to interview. It's been awesome. And I'm really thankful for you. Thankful that you're listening and grateful that this show can be ministering to you and your heart and where you are in your walk with God in your journey. In your walk with Jesus. As a way to say thank you and a way to celebrate, I am giving away a $50 Amazon gift card. So to enter that, share this episode on social media, tag me and mention whatever your favorite takeaway from today's episode is, and you will be entered to win. As I was planning this episode and thinking through what should I talk about for the 50th episode, I want to talk about grace because that's the whole point of this podcast, at least a huge part of it. You know, the show exists to empower you and equip you in your walk with Jesus and help you move from fear to love in That connection and relationship move from wondering if you've done enough to resting in what Jesus did. So, let's talk about grace. I've talked about this specific angle before on an IGTV series I did last fall, but I've not brought it fully to the podcast. So, here it is today talking about objections to grace. So when you tell someone that they are completely accepted by God, that God's love isn't totally unconditional, that his grace never ends. It's so vast and big, and that we should Stop trying to point people to the law after salvation to somehow sanctify themselves, make themselves holy, when that too is a gift from God by his grace. It's not something that we deserve. It's not something that we earn. When we talk about that, or at least when I do, and I know a lot of other people get this pushback too, people have some objections and I think it's a misunderstanding of what grace really is, but I'd like to address those. And this might be a fun episode to come back to and listen to again. If you need a reminder of God's grace and what walking in freedom is and what walking in freedom looks like never fails to be needed in my life, that I need somebody speaking the gospel over me and reminding me of my place in christ of my deep need for him i mean today i was walking about my day and it's like god was trying to get my attention like hello hey are you there kind of like i don't know how to describe it other than it was like he just kept tapping me on the shoulder like um hello you keep going about your day and i'm trying to tell you to stop doing this and do this instead and it was like oh yeah god could um what do you want me to do? What do you want me to be doing? Doing the next right thing instead of getting caught up. I need him. I need to be so dependent on him. I need that reminder all the time. So I hope that's what this is yet again here on Abundant Grace. So one of the objections that is common is what about serving? If we are fully accepted. How do we motivate people or motivate ourselves to serve if it's not out of this duty and these expectations and rules? And it's by God's love. I won't park here and spend too much time on it in this episode because I know I have covered it. But when we know How loved and secure we are, then we serve. It's from a place of like deep gratitude and wanting to be a conduit of God's love. We'll get into that part a little bit more in the next point. But we will want to serve Him because of how greatly He loves us. It's an outpouring of God's love, it's not we're trying to prove anything it's not that we're trying to show that we are worthy and see now I know you know in our hearts sometimes we feel like we have to prove it to even ourselves even if God does not treat us that way sometimes we're trying to prove it through our service but you are accepted the way that you are no people will not stop working for God When they partner with God, we sometimes get so focused on what's happening for God, that we forget the with God part. And I don't mean just doing all of the same things, but like pulling God along with you, like stopping and saying, what would you God have me to do? And he will have a mission for you. It might feel small, it might be huge. But whatever it is, He is going to give that to you, that direction, that guidance, and you can be excited and confident that when you let down the rules and you put away the expectations you have on yourself, be expectant for God to show up and give you direction and give you a path. And, you know, sometimes his will is ever elusive. But like I said, it's the next right thing. Sometimes it's one thing. That's all he gives you. And that's all you need. And that's beautiful. On the flip side of this, though, sometimes when we get in step with the Holy Spirit, and start resting in Christ, we will do a little bit less. And I want to point out, I don't remember where I sat, it, but it was said this way, that rest is not a metaphor. Sometimes it means you need to take a nap. <laughs> so we can talk about resting in Christ, like it's this mysterious thing. And while his peace passes understanding, and it's beyond describable, that's part of rest. His, resting in him, does also involve letting go of the performing, letting go of the doing, and just be. Be in his presence. Waste time with him. Rest. Get apart. Get quiet. And let him work while we are still. It might mean that you do less when you're following the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we can get the idea That we should be cramming every minute full in order to quote unquote redeem the time as Ephesians says. But that's not what it's about. We need to be deeply connected to God and then deeply connected to his purpose for us. It's not being as busy and keeping our schedules as full with good opportunities. He might say... Spend some more time walking with me, like literally, or spend more time with your family, or spend more time on your front porch so that you get to know your neighbors and you can love them well and you're not as busy. The fast pace can distract us with good things from better and best things. So that's kind of the antithesis to the other. Um, No talking about grace and freedom will not make people stop serving and grace and freedom and following the Holy Spirit in your life for you for the purpose God has for you may help you do less so it looks different for everyone and that's the mystery and the beauty and the how complicated it is when we get outside of the box but it is so fruitful When you just do what God has for you. The second objection that I hear often is we are to be, quote unquote, under the law to Christ. And this comes from a verse in 1 Corinthians 9 where Paul is talking to the church at Corinth and he's saying, I am becoming all things to All men, that by all means I might save some. So, his burden to win people to Christ, he's willing to do whatever it takes. And verse 21 says that to them that are without law, he behaved as without law, but not without law to God. It's like he adds a little caveat in the beginning, in the middle, not being without law to God but under the law of Christ that I might gain them that were without law. So he's willing to like not have like the religious attitude and the he, cause he's a Pharisee. He was raised. I don't know. I can imagine he was raised in the temple and we've heard his testimony that he gives throughout the new Testament a few times. And He had to come to these people's, I don't know, I don't want to say level, but their um, culture and be like them so that he could win them. And so when he says he's not without law, it's not that he's like just living lawlessly and doing absolutely whatever he wants, but he's under Christ's law. Under the law of Christ, the law of love, which he was bound by that love to obey, to because I guess I should back up when I say the law of love, it's Jesus's law that he gave us and summarizes really well in First John, is to love God. Love the brethren and love um, our neighbors as ourselves. Love others well. And being guided by that will keep you from sin. Really, it will. And I know that might sound fluffy and it might sound overly simple because God does demonstrate to us different ways that we love people well and that we obey his law. But there's a reason that's the chief and great commandment when we filter through those things, we will be behaving wholly and walking rightly in in God's eyes and he will be pleased with us. What this verse is not saying is not saying because of Christ, because I'm saved, I'll keep all of the law. The law is our tutor to bring us to Christ. And once we've had an encounter with God Almighty, who loves us, died for us, and wants a relationship with us, we're not going to go back to the law and be like, okay, so grace saved me, but how can I be good? Let's go to the law. Let's go back to that. It's not what this is saying. It's not saying under Christ, we go back to all of the rules and the regulations, which, spoiler alert, no one in the bible kept perfectly we can't act like old testament saints got saved by keeping the law or that we get sanctified by keeping the law it's all a gift it's not something we can earn we just aren't we just aren't good enough for perfection and that's not unfair that's why jesus came to give us his perfection in exchange for our not enoughness. I don't know. That's the word I want to use. So I'm sticking with it. It's not a word, but we are to be guided by love for others. So we don't use this freedom as an excuse. We don't use this freedom and hurt other people who might be weaker in their conscience. Romans is very clear about that. That we are still aware of others and gracious if God has given us liberty in an area, but someone else doesn't have that same liberty or doesn't feel like they have that same liberty rather, or if they have a different opinion or conviction than us, we can be gracious because there's so many things that we all have opinions about that God has allows us to be different on. And that's beautiful. And that's where under the law of love comes in. We are conduits of God's love for other people. So because we know we are so loved, because we know we're so forgiven, all that we have been given for free from God allows us and postures our hearts and our lives to be so incredibly generous, generous with love, generous with our time, generous with our money, generous with our forgiveness. It's beautiful that it flows out of us because everything that's flowing into us. So I hope that clears up the argument that we are under the law to Christ. We are under God's, we are under Christ's law. Yes, that is the love, love that Paul even demonstrated um, very clearly to us through first Corinthians, through Galatians and through Romans. It's mentioned many times. I think it's even, it's even in first Peter too. Anyway, now moving to the third and final objection that I hear often, and this is my favorite. I I'm so excited to talk about this one. And the objection is, if you tell people about grace, or you talk about freedom in Christ, you kind of have to give a caveat, or people will just live any way that they want, or they'll use it as an excuse to sin. People are afraid of freedom, really. They're afraid that if you, well, if they, if they honestly believed That they were free. Like they would stop being good or something. And that's not how God's love works. And that's not how God set it up. I mean, freedom is God's idea, it's not ours. But sometimes we act like it's too much. And it's not. It is how God set things up, it's his method. So we can trust that it is good. And we can rest in that for ourselves. And then we can rest in that for others. Like if you're teaching others about following the Holy Spirit and freedom, we genuinely have to give them the space to figure some things out. Mistakes will be made as we, as we try to get clearer on what Holy Spirit is guiding us on and what his voice sounds like and following what God would have us individually to do. It's a learning process, but we have to be willing to watch people stumble rather than, or even ourselves. So this can go for us. I'll try to posture most of the conversation towards us, but it also is applicable to those that we are trying to disciple, whether that be our children or neighbors or friends or people in a small group at our church. We have to let go of the cookie cutter methods. We can't despise them without, despise the results of a cookie cutter without tossing the method. So the method is, here's the list. Here's the haircut. Here's the style of music. Here's the style of clothes. Here's the roles in your relationships, how they should work. This is what your structure of your day should look like. For example, like read your Bible first thing in the morning or like those things can be good things. And even like right and wrong things, black and white. I know this is wrong, but we step back and let the Holy Spirit do the working and do the carving on someone's heart in their life to shape them into the image of Christ instead of us trying to force ourselves into a mold and go well what does a Christian look like because I want to look like a Christian no it's about being more like Jesus and that's a process and sometimes we don't like the idea of the process but it's so much more life-giving Than trying to force ourselves into a mold that actually we weren't meant to fit into anyway. And this is the point that I really want to drive home right here is that God, in His infinite power and oversight, chose freedom from the law as a beautiful motivator for us. And even though to us, Fear tactics or like more incentives seems like a better way to get people to do what they should be doing. It's not what God chose. It is a fruitful motivation. Freedom and grace are fruitful motivators. When grace is questioned as enough or the law is added back in, we are denying our faith in God's method in God's plan. So we can break that off as a lie. Sometimes it's good to recognize something and go, you know what? This is sin or this is somewhere where I'm not aligning my beliefs with the way that God has structured the world to work. We can break it off more easily when we call it out and we identify it. Jess Connolly, who is has written the book Breaking Free From Body Shame was talking about freedom. And I think, maybe I'll even give the backstory because I think it's powerful and helpful. When we talk about the size of our bodies and body love culture in specific, it gets a bad rap because we think as a society That if you tell people freedom, that they will not be taking care of their bodies. And instead, we need to continue to motivate them to get their body in shape because obviously they're not healthy. But that is not the point. Freedom is where the fruitfulness lies. When we can break free from our relationship, our negative relationships with food and with body image. And with what the culture says we should look like, it's really helpful. And there's so much fruit there. And so she is talking about freedom and how freedom scares us. And this line, if people get too free, the fear is, if people get too free, they'll stop working hard. If people get too free, they might step outside the lines, but just like love and fear are on opposite ends of the emotional spectrum, so are liberty and suspicion. Isn't that good? Where we're being suspicious of the freedom is kind of the opposite of liberty. We're not so sure the law and the rules feel a lot safer. So we're kind of suspicious of what might happen if we step outside of that. And what's beautiful is God does Invite us into the freedom that we have. And maybe, like all the way (laughs) this far into the episode, I should define what I'm talking about. I want to say freedom. Freedom doesn't mean like living however you want, but freedom in Christ is this it's being alive and deeply connected to God, free from the bondage of sin. Free from the bondage of the law, free to press into the Holy Spirit and go, what does God want me to do today? Pressing in that way. And it's freedom from the shame and the guilt and the wondering if you've done enough. Freedom from checking over your shoulder to see, is God happy right now or is it God mad? And freedom from measuring yourself. Freedom from going, did I do enough today? Oh. I didn't do enough today. And that back and forth that is so unhealthy. It's freedom from those things. Freedom into walking with Jesus yourself, following grace, diving into the gospel and not being afraid of what might happen if you let that be your whole world and your whole life. You can absolutely let go of the preconceived notions of how God can operate. Um, the, The box that we put him into, we can let go of other people's expectations of us. Those things, when we let them go, those are bondage. Legalism is bondage. Trying to earn God's favor is bondage. And we can break free and we can walk forward in freedom without fear. Without the suspicion of what will happen, we don't have to caution people, well, you're free, but no, you're free. You're free. And yes, then we turn around and serve a different master. We serve Jesus because we no longer have to serve the deceiver, the enemy, the one who doesn't want good for us. Yes, we serve God, but it is not even a master slave relationship. This is Beautiful. I keep saying the word beautiful. I hope none of y'all are sick of it. But it's amazing that God allows us to be in relationship with Him and we get to be called sons and daughters. Man, that's amazing. That's incredible. I hope you go forward thinking about this, chewing on it, letting it shape your day. I had a friend email me this morning who was like telling me that he thought of me when read from his devotional book this morning and it was about the gospel and I needed that reminder this morning to step forward into what God has called me to do because I am his and when we get a hold of grace, freedom, who God really is, like I talk about in Heal Your Relationship with God, and then who God says you are, your identity in Him. And it just feels like that is bulletproof. So walk forward in freedom. Let me know what was the biggest takeaway from this episode. Tag me on social media, Emily.AbundantGrace, and I will be picking a winner for the $50 gift card in celebration of this 50th episode of Abundant Grace. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Let's grow in grace together. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace podcast. I would love it if you would share this episode with a friend so that they can hear this encouragement and be empowered in their walk with Jesus as well. It would also mean the world to me if you would leave a rating and review on Apple for the Abundant Grace podcast. It really does make a world of difference in getting this podcast into other people's ears so they can be equipped in their relationship with God as well. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode. You can find me hanging out on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email, hello at emilyklewis.com. That's emily, the letter K, L-O-U-I-S.com. And until next week, remember that God's grace abounds and won't ever run out.